Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Each week, we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 33. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. It's a happy Monday morning because we have hope in the Lord, even though things seem to be dark some places. Uh, light is shining, folks. Um, awesome. Okay, well, we are, uh, we're going to get going here in just a minute on Facebook. I am joined with Congressman Michael Cloud, so I will introduce him formally in just a minute. But I'm hanging out in East Texas today. Woohoo! God's country. Yes. We have this regional quib thing where the congressman and I go back and forth on which part of the of Texas is is more awesome. <laughs> Two words: tacos and tamales. So, South Texas. South Texas. South Texas. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, we're gonna go live here on Facebook, um, and then I will introduce him. Just a second. <laughs> We're in Psalms 33 today. Ian, just give me the heads up when we're. We're live. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. This is our weekly Bible study going through the book of Psalms. It's exciting that we can every week go to the word of God and get our hope, even when things seem to be dark and and the world seems to be chaotic. And that definitely was the case this weekend. So open your Bibles to Psalms 33. I am joined this morning by Congressman Michael Cloud, who serves on our advisory board for Christians Engaged. Congressman Cloud was elected in 2018. He ran four elections. He had a primary, a runoff, a special election, and a general election a whole bunch of elections in 2018, and then was sworn in in June of 2018 after the special. Um, His wife, Roselle Cloud, is also on our board of directors, and she's an immigrant from Mexico, now a U.S. citizen, and we are just honored to have him. He loves Jesus, went to Oral Roberts University, um, studied video and marketing, and, and then became a media director at his church, Faith Family Church, for over a decade. So he's got a whole history of ministry in his background, and now he gets to walk the halls of Congress and love Jesus and serve America. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you this morning. It's exciting. Uh, well, it's exciting to see so many people uh, turning their hearts to God in this hour. Uh, it's certainly troubling times for our nation and indeed even the world, but um, it, it, times like this tend to turn people's hearts. People realize what's really important in life, and uh, and that's exciting to see that happening. Yes, yes. Well, we're in Psalms 33 today, which I think is extremely fitting for the weekend. Um, so, do you want to read? I guess about 22 to start, and then you can read half of it too. Do you have it in front of you, or do you want me to read it? I have, it in, I have it in front of me. I, I missed part of what you said, but I think you said to, okay. to read some of it. So uh, you can why jump in I, if you want to at any point. I'll, yeah. Why don't you read the verse 12 and then I'll pick it up. That. Okay. Sounds good. 
Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart throughout all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men from the place of his dwelling. He looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He ashes their hearts individually. He can by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safe strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our hope and help and our shield. And our hearts shall rejoice in him because we trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O oh God, be upon us. Powerful when we read the word of God and the truth of God is just um, manifest in our own lives. So, Carson, you're a very busy man, so I'm going to let you start first. Uh, whatever um, I know you was reading, was reading this this week. Anything that stuck out to you? Oh, a number of things stuck out to me uh, that are especially appropriate in this time. Uh, it's appropriate. This this starts off with worship. You know, and it's a great reminder of where we need to start each day. Uh, we remember this, this. Some of us who grew up in the church remember that song, Enter His Gates with Thanksgiving in Our Hearts, Enter His Courts with Praise. It's, of course, uh, from Scripture. Uh, but it's a reminder how we should, how we need to start off as we approach God, that we we can sing joyfully, uh, that there's many reasons to worship him. And it goes on to tell why, because his word is true. Uh, it's right. He's faithful in all he does. Uh, I found verse five very interesting. Um, it says the Lord loves righteousness and justice. Uh, the earth is full of his uh, in the translation I'm reading. It says unfailing love. But that that word love should be translated mercy. Uh, m- most of the times in scripture that that word is, is mercy. Um, and so the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his mercy, um, especially in a time where we see lawlessness being embraced so much uh, throughout our, our nation. Just the understanding that at the cross is when righteousness and justice met mercy in a perfect balance. Um, and I, I find it uh, interesting that that scripture brings those thoughts together, that, that the Lord loves righteousness and justice, uh, but the earth is also full of his mercy. And so having that in, in the right balance, um, that they're not, uh, compassion isn't antithetical 
to righteousness and justice. It's actually righteousness and justice is the fulfillment of compassion. Uh, and so you go on and it says, by the word, the heavens were made, sorry hosts. Uh, and, and, and it talks about all the wonderful things God does. Then we get to verse 10. And it says, the Lord foils the plans of the nations. Uh, he thwarts the purposes of this people. The, the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. Um, and when I, when I thought about that, I thought about the plans. It's the plans of the Lord that stand firm forever. Uh, I remember, uh, again, growing up in the church, uh, there's a scripture that says, uh, man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. Um, and, and it's important for our plans to be God's plans. I remember someone saying, you know, we can come to God and we can say, Lord, bless what I'm doing. Uh, but we're a lot more effective when we find out what God's blessing and choose to get involved with that. Um, and we try to figure out what's God's plans instead of making our own plans. Uh, we find out what's God's plans and uh, ask his uh, blessing in being a part of that. Like, Lord, let me be a part of what you're doing in this earth. Let me be a part of what you're doing in this nation, in my church, my community, my family, um, all those kind of things. So um, I, that's that's a good reminder, I think, for all of us. Um and then we go on and then it's almost like he begins to zoom in because he's talking about nations. Uh, and then he begins to kind of get more personal over the next few verses. Uh, and, and he zooms into, to the people. He says, no King is saved, uh, by the great power, the, uh, you know, and, and of course we're talking about God's power throughout this, but it's also interesting how throughout this, it, it's zooming in, uh, he looks down on mankind. He looks in his dwelling. He forms the hearts of everything he does. And he's like, very personal here. No king is saved uh, throughout all his power, all the weaponry, all the modern technology. Uh, back then it was horses, of course. <laughs> now we're talking tanks and those kind of things. Uh, it says, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, uh, on those whose hope is in unfailing love. So we start out with this big, huge perspective of nations, and we come down to a personal perspective which is really neat. And then, of course, we end uh, very intimately where it says, we wait and hope on the Lord for he's our shield. Uh, in times, our heart rejoice. And then again, we end uh, with with mercy. May your unfailing mercy be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Um, very, uh, very powerful and encouraging psalm, uh, even for the times, to, just to kind of realign our perspective and remind us about what's really important what's really in control, uh, where uh, the authorities really lying, uh, line up, and then re reminding us uh, of that scripture in Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness exalts a nation. And here we see that in a number of times throughout the scriptures, God, uh, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You know, I'm reminded of a John Adams quote. Uh, it says, we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. And then he goes on and says, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Uh, and, and we see that throughout this psalm, that when it comes to nations, when it comes to people, uh, it's righteousness that exalts a nation. And, and, and we can always come so to good. him. Yes, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, Jan, for mercy. Well, Amen. It, it, it's interesting, um, very few weeks have we had this Bible study where we have the two people, myself and my guest, have pretty much the same thoughts. That has not happened mostly, but I, I kind of drilled down on the nation, collective nations, and the individual uh. idea too. 
because I think it's extremely powerful that we see that God does look at us in nations. He looks at us as collective people, right? We, we see that with the church, right? When we, we Mm -hmm. become born again, we become part of a larger story, a larger gathering, a larger church. Um, And he's saying here, uh, we, 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 I know we're in politics, so we tend to look at this scripture a lot of times in a nationalistic idea that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. But he's actually talking about here um, the people that have chosen he has chosen as his own inheritance. Right. He's Mm -hmm. actually creating a nation of of redeemed people from every tongue and tribe. Right. Does he care about our collective nation, America? Does he care about Afghanistan? Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. But he also cares about the people of God within those nations that he's called to Mm -hmm. himself. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I was thinking about everything that's happening this weekend with Afghanistan and just burdened for the church. And I I was watching a video from a a missionary that says that the, the church of Jesus Christ is, you know, growing exponentially in Afghanistan. It's actually the second largest harvest of people coming to faith in Jesus in any country in, in the world right now. And, and thinking about what that means for them with the Taliban now coming in and taking control of their life. I mean, freedom looks like, I mean, it, it looks bleak, right? What is going to happen to them? Um, what kind of freedoms are they not going to be able to enjoy? What kind of religious freedoms or even the women being able to, to th- survive and thrive and go to work? And, you know, is this going to go back to what it used to be where they had no life and they were stuck in their homes without freedom? But, um, but even in that, you know, God is saying here, he has a people that he's chosen as his own inheritance. And just to, mm-hmm. to give us hope that wherever we are in our collective nations, <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he's called us out, right, as believers, part of his nation, the eternal mm-hmm. nation. Um, anyway, uh, you can yeah. go on with that. But <laughs> Oh, that's exactly right. Uh, we have to remember, you know, we, Christ came, I always find it interesting. Uh, one of my favorite paintings in the Capitol is the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Um, that's actually the Constitution, I believe. Uh, but in the corner of the in the corner of the painting, it has uh, a Bible that's open, uh, and it's open up to the Sermon on the Mount. If you walk up closely, you can see it says uh, Matthew five on it, uh, and you open it up and you think about the message that Christ came to bring. He talked a lot about this new kingdom that he was establishing that was going to operate on different principles than the rest of the world. Um, you know, it wasn't going to be based on power struggles or, or wealth or riches and, and those kind of things. It was going to be based on completely different principles. Uh, and, and people of faith become part of that kingdom. A lot of times we have people of faith who I, I don't even think we realize the role we're supposed to be playing to be ambassadors in this world uh, for this new kingdom that, that Christ has established that will bring peace to people that will bring blessing to people that, that, that will bring. And, and it's interesting to, to see too, that, that, uh, the gospel has spread most in times of peace. Uh, and, and so when you think about what's going on in Afghanistan, it's, it's tragic. Uh, it's tragic because you can see that there's this struggle going on, uh, over the hearts, minds, and, and, tragically right now, even the very lively lives and livelihood uh, of these people. Um, 
And so it's definitely something that we need to keep in prayer. Yes. Yes. Well, I loved how God, he, like he, she's talking about blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. And then he looks down from heaven, verse 13 and 14, from the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. That just like, I don't know, hit me between the eyes somehow that he actually fashions our hearts individually. He knows our individual hearts. That actually, um, that promise should pull us into a relationship with God more and more every day. Because if he sees us and he knows us and he knows what we're walking through and he he understands the, the struggles, he understands our purposes, he understands our destinies, then I mean, that should cause us to want to seek the Lord, right? And then verse 18, behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. So our hope for ourselves, but more importantly today for the church in Afghanistan is that as they put their hope and their faith in the Lord, as they fear the Lord, right? He is going to deliver their souls from death from the place of famine. And so our hope is not in world systems and government systems, though those things are important. Our hope is in the Lord, that he is fashioning um, the plans of the world in His the way he wants, but he uses us as individual people. And we've all studied people throughout history that have had these, whether they're intercessors like Reese Howell that prayed during World War II, or people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer that stood up against Hitler. I mean, all the, you know, Corey Ten Boom that saved, you know, Jewish people, her family, um, you know, all these great people of faith, whether they're in the Bible or post Bible, that have encouraged us that one person can make a difference in a nation, right? One person can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing, knowing at the end of the day that it, if we put our hope and our faith and fear the Lord, that he's going to use our life for his ultimate plan. And, and this has just really been encouraging to me. Um, and I loved what, how you brought out, you know, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. So even leaders, <laughs> right? <laughs> even leaders that might not be doing what the Lord wants, um, he's going to bring that plan, his plan, his ultimate plan to flourishing. Does that give you hope sitting as a member of Congress, sir? It does. And it certainly gives perspective, too. And I'll tell you, just uh, it's been interesting to be someone, again, who was kind of brought up in the faith to, to read your Bible, you know, uh, kind of on an annual basis and those sort of things. But to read it anew uh, as someone serving in Congress, it's just come to light in a whole new paradigm, I, I guess. It's been very, very interesting. Um Certainly, you know, I mean, those who were raised in the church and read through Leviticus and thought sometimes it's kind of dry. I can tell you, as a lawmaker now, it's been it's been it's been a whole new perspective on it. Um, but uh, but this is one of those cases where, for sure, you're you're it helps bring perspective to everything that's uh, being done. And you know, oftentimes I'll be in the district traveling around, and people will be like, "How do you handle it? Uh, how do you deal with it? How do you you know just?" 
keep your wits about yourself in, in that environment. And a lot of it has to do with being able to, to keep a perspective on, on knowing what the big picture is ultimately. Uh, and, uh, and I cannot tell you the kind of, um, comfort that brings and help that bring. And we still have a job to do and we still have a lot of work to do. Uh, certainly I think God's brought me there, uh, as he's put everybody in the, wherever they are to, to have the influence you can in the circle of influence you have for sure. So there's work to be done, but to know that, um, ultimately it, we're vessels, uh, and it's, it's just making ourselves available, uh, for him to do the work through us, uh, and doing what we can to, to be that ambassador, to, to, to serve, uh, as we can. Well, and, and it puts it in perspective that though we look at this big story and this big nation story and what the founders did and what our part is in that um, story right now, at the end of the day, it's about these individual conversations, right? If he's looking Mm -hmm. at individual hearts, then when you're walking through the halls of Congress and you're having individual conversations with people, you never know what that individual conversation Mm -hmm. is going to mean in their life or the life of the nation, right? And that's for all of us, friends. If you're hanging, you know, you're a school teacher or you're a mom, or you're a grand grandpa, um, and you're coaching sports or whatever it is that you spend time doing. Um, don't forget that those individual conversations, those mentorship moments, those places where you get to sow into someone's life makes a difference for eternity. And if God mm-hmm. is fashioning their individual hearts, he's, he can use you as his hands and feet to help fashion those individual hearts for his glory. Right. So, you know, as we go into this week, let's just remember that, you know, sometimes we get overwhelmed with the whole big picture and we're like, oh, you know, God, how are you going to rescue this? How are you going to change it? How are you going to fix it? Um, But that's not our responsibility. He's got the counsel of the nations in his hands, right? That's his responsibility. So our responsibility as individual believers is just to walk out what he's put in our hands to do for that day in that moment. So anyway, I, it just, it gives us so much hope, sir, that you're in Washington um, walking around the halls of Congress as a believer. And just all of us have a part in that. And it's just really important friends that we elect people um, that know the word of God to these places of authority. So anyway, thanks for taking your time out your busy schedule to be with us this week. I know it oh, means sure. a lot to people. Well, it's an honor and it's refreshing for me too. Anytime you get to hang out with believers, uh, you know, we just yesterday in, in service, uh, we were reminded the scripture where two or three are gathered, God's there in, in the midst of it. And, and uh, so it's awesome to be able to come together and just feel uh, the presence and uh, of God among us and to be refreshed and encouraged before we run off uh, to, to another, another week and uh, fighting the good fight, so to speak. So uh, thank you all for what you're doing. Thank everyone online or who's watching this for taking the time. Thank you for uh, praying and for being people of faith who care about our nation uh, and uh, doing what you can to stand in the circle of influence that God's put you and, and make a difference where you're at. It's so good. Well, Congressman Cloud will be with us. We're, we just put out our big conference, November 5th and 6th. So you guys all should come to Dallas-Fort Worth and hang out with us. And Congressman Cloud will be speaking uh, Saturday morning and then uh, followed up by Corey Russell on prayer. That should be an amazing session. <laughs> the, the political leader and the prayer leader 
uh, for the nation. It's going to be awesome. And then he'll also be on a panel with uh, Matt Schaefer and Matt Kraus, our state representatives that are on our advisory board, talking about what it's like to serve in government as believers. So you guys don't want to miss that. Um, it's on our website. Just go to christiansengage.org and you'll see on the homepage is the conference. See all the information. But, sir, I know we're limited on time here, but let's um, let's just spend a second. Um, I will. I don't use the prayer for just a few minutes, and then I'll end us up. Will that work? Okay. Go ahead. We pray for just a minute, and then I'll close. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Well, Father God, we come to you this morning, and uh, we thank you for each individual here. We thank you for the families that are represented, and Lord, I just pray a blessing upon them. I pray that you equip us all to do your work, uh, to shine for you, to be an example of the believer and how we live. Um, God, I pray that you equip our hands for good work, and we thank you that you know you've given us everything we need for godliness, and, and help us to do that. Lord, we pray uh, for what's going on in our world and our nation right now. And we just pray that you arise and your enemies be scattered. Uh, Lord, we pray for the people of Afghanistan right now. Uh, Our hearts just break for the tragedy that's going on there. And God, we pray for peace to bring a solution to that. God, we pray for what needs to be done to protect the lives of of the innocent, Lord, to be done. And that you uh, help us to find ways to push back on darkness and evil uh, in Afghanistan and throughout the world, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to come today. Thank you for your word uh, that brings us uh, light, wisdom, and encouragement. Uh, Thank you, Father, for all you're doing in our lives. Lord, we just thank you. um, Lord, thank you for putting in us uh, a heart that fears you, that respects you, that realizes the goodness and the mercy that you've given us, the loving kindness that you've given us. Lord, let us um, remember and, and to value what you've given us, God, that you called us by our, na- by our name. Lord, you said that we were kings and priests, that you've called us as a part of a holy nation. So, Lord, we thank you that we get to be a part of, of America, but we also get to be a part of your holy nation that you're crafting from every tongue and tribe. And, Lord, we pray for the, the believers, the church in Afghanistan, Lord, that you would strengthen them even in this moment. God, give them hope where they might feel like their hopes are being dashed. God, we just pray uh, for you to rescue them in so many ways. And Lord, we just pray um, for every individual that listens to us to this today and, and in the days ahead, Lord, that we would remember that every conversation, every individual um, thing that is happening in our lives matters for eternity, God. Lord, we just thank you that you see our hearts individually. You see the hearts of the people that we're talking to individually. And Lord, we just pray that you would use us for your glory in the days ahead. Lord, we thank you that your counsel is standing strong. Your plans are standing strong. And even when we don't see um, what we think is good plans, Lord, we thank you that you are figuring it out. Lord, you're, you're working all things to, for our good. So we thank you for that. We bless you this morning. And Lord, we thank you for every person on this. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Woohoo. Well, guys, <laughs> this is a blessing. Next week, um, Roselle Cloud will be with me. And we're going to figure that out. I might be in Victoria, actually. She's good. Um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you don't 
No, Carson Cloud serves, so that's why I'm giving him a hard time about Seth's God's country, but he thinks it's beautiful. Corpus Christi, South Padre, if you haven't been there lately, Victoria, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And then it goes all the way to Backstrop. I mean, that's crazy. Your district is huge. <laughs> a lot of miles to cover, but oh. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you all so much for joining us today. And we'll see you November 5th and 6th at our conference. Go ahead and grab tickets. There's very limited VIP uh, seats. And then also we're doing a lunch for pastors and our sponsors also on Saturday. So you want to join us if you're a pastor. Congressman Cloud will be with us for that. And we're excited to have you. So join us in Dallas-Fort Worth, 5th and 6th of November, and we'll see you guys back here next week. Blessings. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.